The Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I am the one, the only Marissa Q. Payne. And I am the one, the only, the proud Dr. James You're Payne. You're such a copycatter. You know what? I follow your lead on that intro, so <laughs> it is what it is. I match your energy. I match your style. I match your flow. Uh, but it is what it is, <laughs> and we are so excited to have you with us for another exciting episode of the Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the party. A word of advice, you need a notebook for this podcast because in between all the laughing, we tend to drop some real nuggets, tips, tools, resources you can use in life, love, and leadership. So grab a pen, hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode. Hubby. Yeah, baby. What's the big idea? idea for today? Well, today's big idea is going to be a little different. So today we're going to be piggybacking on a conversation we started uh, last week about blended families mm. uh, and those dynamics that you experience when you have blended families, because that's hard work. That's heavy lifting. That's not something that's easy to do. Uh, so is. we're going to spend some time unpacking that today. And we have some special guests I can't wait to bring we to the table. We got guests in the building. We I'm got guests so in the building. Excited. <laughs> so excited to, uh, to introduce our guest to you. Um, and so today we have with us uh, the illustrious pastor of the Advancing Church, Pastor Assad Jordan and First Lady Stacy Jordan. And we have therapist Rachel Jackson with us today. And we cannot wait to get into this conversation. It's going to be lit. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> but as always, before we dive into the big idea conversation, I always got to know what's going on in that curly head of yours today. <laughs> you got the curls going today, little tiny curls today. I don't know curls. what's up. Popping curls, popping. Yeah. So, um, bride brain is on my mind today. Bride brain. Bride brain. <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing. Okay. I didn't know, but believe me, I know now. <laughs> so, tell me about it. As everybody knows by now, we're doing a 25th vow renewal. Mm. We are getting extremely close to the big day, mm. and I can't really think about anything else. Really. <laughs> but this Events. Wow, wow. There wow. are so, like, I, my brain has been hijacked. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm still very happy that we did it. It's the kind of thing where, you know, because we didn't have a big wedding with all the fanfare and lights and cameras mm -hmm. and all that, you know, I really wanted to do it. And now that I've done it, mm -hmm. I'm just like, why did I do this? I, you know what? <laughs> and I've been on that. Why did you do this the whole time? I, I just went along to get along because, you know, I wanted to sleep at night. Uh, but no, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. But it was funny. I was talking to somebody earlier in the week and uh, they have some context to what this is, is costing. And they were like, I would have bought a building. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because, you know, they invested in a lot of real estate. Personally, like, oh, I would have bought a building. I know. And I was just like, gosh. me too. And I, again, I'm not, I don't regret it. And mm. I'm, I'm super, super excited. Like I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. Like I, yeah. I got a florist invoice and it's just so much. And then when you add COVID to it, like all of the 
social distancing planning yeah. and like all of the vendors have different guidelines. It mm. has been a lot. And you know, then like even at the last minute, it's just like the questions, you know, mm. where, where do you want the people to sit? And on this side of you or this side of you? I mean, it's, it's been a lot. It's yeah. a lot. But to hear you talk and like the highlights that you talk about, you have a florist invoice that excites you. It's so Like exciting. the things that excite you <laughs> are crazy to me. Just like it's so you happy. Exciting. So you happy to have a florist bill. <laughs> where they do that at? Like for real? You excited to have a full? Okay, all right. I'm gonna step I out of that. I never had one. a florist invoice before. You so also I mean, never had a casket invoice before. <laughs> You're horrible. Do you want one? Of, I'm like, where, where do you come up with this stuff? So, but it's made it a little difficult to be productive. Okay. Like, so my job, you know, has been suffering a little bit because yeah. I got bride brain. Okay, all right, bride brain. But we're we're almost there. Wow! So okay. I'm excited to get my brain back, uh-huh. and my my goal is to like be in the moments. Mm. I'm I'm so grateful. Like you know, there, it was a risk to do it. You know, mm-hmm. so many things we could have been shut down. You get yeah. you know all of that stuff. So it looks like it's actually going to happen. We've yeah. been you know as responsible as we could be with our planning. Mm-hmm. It's much smaller than we were expecting, yeah. obviously, but. Um, but I'm like, wow, it's actually going to happen. And I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. We had to get really strategic um, because we wanted to make sure folks could social distance. So the number had to be cut really, really I know, thin. but it's hybrid. So it's yeah. virtual, too. And then, and then, of course, I had to create an experience for my virtual guests. Right. So we got like a virtual photo booth. And I'm excited. It's going to be lit. Wow. And I'm excited to get my brain back. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, what's going on in that brilliant mind of yours? Well, what's going on in my mind today, uh, I was looking at a quote that caught my attention and I kind of wanted to process through it. Uh, The quote said this, uh, what you hold in your mind shows up in your life. And it was just dealing with, obviously, when you hold something, when you think about something a lot, what you think about becomes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so things that you hold in your mind showing up in your life, it made me process through that we have to be really intentional about what we allow ourselves to think about. That means we have to kind of guard our gates. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what you align your uh, eye gate, your ear gate, you got to be very, very, very thoughtful about that because, you know, it has a tendency to show up in your life. This is why my wedding is happening. Yes. Because I held it in my mind. And you start watching those. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because you start watching those wedding shows. Mm -hmm. And so you start visualizing oh, this is what I would look like in this color <laughs> lavender. And, and, and you know, you, you went on wedding trips and obviously the salesperson going to always tell you, you look great in that color orange. And 18 so, months. It's been eight, like January 2019 is when I started planning. Yeah. So, it, you know, um, 18 months, mm-hmm. I, nothing but, you know, this. Yeah, so, yeah. So for me, it's been about just being more intentional about what I allow into my thought life, because what I allow in my thought life has a tendency to show up in my reality. So being very, very thoughtful and intentional about guarding that space. So I should start asking you what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wonder if I can influence that some way. You know what? I do let you influence me. So (laughs) that's a bonus for you. I let you do that. So are you um, so I'm big on visualization, you know, and like you said, well, I I hadn't really thought about the TV shows and things like that because I, you know, like so I went to the Say Yes to the Dress store Store in 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 New New York, York, which I'd never watched that show before until I decided to do this. But that's actually visual as well. The Mm -hmm. TV shows and things like that. I hadn't really processed it that way till you said that. Yeah. But like they sell 
happen to you all the time. (laughs) We have a vision board in our bedroom. We talk about that a lot. Um, So I am visual, Mm. um, whether it's reading or, you know, even if I I write things down to remember things, like once I've seen it, it's kind of like ingrained in my brain. Mm -hmm. How do you, you know, manifest um, things that you desire? Because you've manifested quite a bit in your life, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when I uh, hold it as an intention uh, and and make it as part of my intention. So that's been big for me, Mm -hmm. establishing intention. So uh, what do I want to make this day do? What do I want to accomplish uh, out of this day? I can't waste this day. Uh, what do I have to get out of this day to have advanced closer to what it is uh, I'm shooting towards? And so I think for me, it's all about uh, setting intentions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something I say a lot is to decide instead of slide. And, you know, mm-hmm. decide what your day is going to be. Don't slide into it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just slide into things without really deciding. That that's where they're going. That's good. Yeah. Love it. That's what's on my mind. What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's What's the the big big idea? idea? (laughs) All right. So during our last episode, we took a listener's question about boundaries from um, biological dad who was disrespecting the house um, by showing up unannounced. So Mm. um, it was a blended family situation. And um, the listener was, you know, concerned that, um, you know, his son's dad, bonus mm-hmm. son's dad was showing up yeah. and really, you know, stepping outside of their divorce agreement. And so you and I chatted about it a little bit and yep. gave some perspective, but I felt like that topic really needed, you know, a little more oomph. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's a big, it's a big topic. Uh, it's an important topic. I know it's something that a lot of people wrestle with. Uh, so yeah, it definitely requires some additional dialogue. So we brought in some reinforcement today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and I both come from blended families, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we don't necessarily, not something that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. So we're right. super excited to welcome Rachel Jackson. Uh, Rachel is an entrepreneur, professional counselor, and executive director of Project Compassion. Rachel's currently, her relationship status is dating, and she's the mom of three. We also have Pastor Rasan and Stacy Jordan with us. Um, the Jordans have been married for 18 years and have five children. So we have like the gamut available. Yes. Welcome you guys. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, to welcome here. to the big blue house. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. So um, Rachel, maybe I'll start with you as our both personal experience and professional um, experience and expertise. You heard um, the previous episode and the situation. Um, would just love to hear your um, your take on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, I, I think really there's some questions in that because okay. it's not as cut as it sounds. Mm-hmm. I think that there um, he spoke about boundaries being crossed. But truth of the matter is, is there a miscommunication going on? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest mistakes we make, um, because I am a divorced mom mm-hmm. of three, the biggest mistake we make is thinking that that piece of paper should truly manage how we raise our children after divorce. Mm. And that's not true. That's just a guideline to say what a court system says, how you can keep the peace. Mm. But maturity, direct communication, that helps you 
parent your children after divorce. Ooh. So the question I would have is, is the uh, biological father speaking to someone in that house and they're not communicating with him? Besides the kid. Besides the kid. Um, the other thing is, what was the initial root conversation when they went into blending this family? Mm. You know, what did the husband and the wife say about dad outside of this paperwork? Mm. What, do we, what, what do we say he can and cannot do? Mm-hmm. So those are some things that we need to understand. But if all of that is cut and dry and he's not communicating, he's really crossing boundaries, then it is time for mom to step up. Mm. Mm. It's time for her to step up and have a conversation with him because that's her ex-husband. That's her baby daddy. (laughs) So have a conversation with him. Explain to him what's working and not working with the way he's approaching things. Mm. Definitely don't let new hubby be hit by the bus. Mm. Like that's setting up. I mean, you getting ready to set it off when you do that. So don't go and say my husband got an issue with this or he mad because you pop. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. Go in and say, hey, the way you're handling things coming over here is not going to it's not working for my household Mm -hmm. and then redirect him Um, I think that if her voice isn't being heard then it's going to be time for hubby's voice to be heard Mm. but I think it's only right that she's given the opportunity to correct things first Mm. Mm. that's good yeah and that's an interesting perspective too because I said something completely different in that uh, because it was another dude. Uh, Here we go. I, I said that you know, first you 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 get it right in the house. So this this is where this is where we are in the house. Mm-hmm. Then because it's another dude, I'm going to manage this saying it like this that. conversation uh, forward because it's another dude. So that makes me cringe, Pastor Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please, you're probably not going to help me, but I'm going to ask your perspective on this other dude notion. I appreciate what Dr. Payne is saying. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know, there's obviously a way to go about the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I I think that uh, what Dr. Payne is saying is dead on. Um, For for men, though, it's, it's really important that we have structure. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't, you know, want someone to invade my space in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, as a man, someone that's just showing up, mm-hmm. you know, unannounced, um, that's something that um, I think would need to be handled. Mm-hmm. And when I say handled, obviously, I'm not talking about any physical <laughs> altercations going on here. Per se. Um, yeah, yeah. As a first step. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and so um, I would have the conversation with the child first mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, if you're going to um, call dad, please talk to me first mm-hmm. because we have to be prepared to receive him. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a way to re- communicate that in which um, the child will be, you know, um, encouraged in the situation, mm-hmm. not not held back from communicating with his father, but encouraged to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacey, what do you think? Like, because I feel like in that scenario is the child or how do you avoid the child from getting caught up in the middle or I know sometimes kids can kind of play both sides absolutely um I again I think someone said this um previously that there has to be a a maturity level between the two parents the Mm. father that's outside of the household and also the mom who's actually inside of the household Mm. there has to be a level of maturity of communication between them so that they um they can actually be able to keep those boundaries of, of, of what her husband wants. Mm. I thank God that I didn't have to go through that because <laughs> there was a level of maturity between my husband and my uh, step 
kid's mom as well. And um, I didn't have to communicate with her at all. And mm-hmm. that was absolutely a blessing. And so those boundaries actually with him being able, being able to communicate to her and she was able to be in a mature situation as an individual and her um, and their like their communication and then us being able to communicate with our kids. I didn't have to deal with the drama, the drop bys, you mm-hmm. know, unannounced or any of that. So I definitely think, again, the maturity between the two individuals. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I, I think the more I think about this whole notion of blending uh, all together, that blending really is about uh, at its core. I think blending families is about blending children into mm-hmm. the, the relationship yeah. and, and into the family uh, because y'all fell in love. Don't necessarily mean the kids did. Absolutely. <laughs> and so just kind of processing through uh, strategies for how you help people understand how to best blend children uh, in that scenario and bring kids in where they can get on board and be a part of this new expression of what family means. Yeah. Rachel, what would you say about that? You know what? I say that for me, each time I blended, when I was married, I blended. And the situation was a single dad and and I was a single mom. And so we both felt like we needed to bridge that gap of parenting. And it goes well until one parent reappears and mm. and reminds you that I'm the mama, you mm. know, and so you have to try to figure that out because it will throw your dynamics off. But one of the things that, you know, I tell anybody is, yes, you meet. And when you know this relationship is serious, bring this person in to blend in with your family first. Mm. A lot of times women wait and wait and wait and men, too. Mm. And then you show up with a person who's been coming over on the weekends and, and long trips when the child's away, running and roaming through the house. Mm. And this child, like, where he going? What's she doing? <laughs> Why is she in the kitchen? And it's like, you know, say things like, hey, I'll be back. I'm going to have coffee with a friend. Mm. Because if you make your child think you're at home reading a book and nobody's <laughs> over there on the weekends and every other weekend, you're setting yourself Mama up for failure. Have a life too. So yeah, so mm. then when this person appears, you know, it's... It should be in a setting that's fun, that's light. You know, all of this, you know, well, he going to come over and not a kid like, okay, what am I supposed to do with him? Mm. Or what am I supposed to do with her? So you have to set it up in a way to where the introduction is as friend Mm -hmm. and then everybody kind of grow in together. You should include the child once you know this is a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. Do movie dates, do family dinner, do things like that. But I think, honestly, culturally, we go in and assume role as mama and daddy. And we finna tell these kids what to do. And they throwing rocks at your head saying, you not my mama. You not my daddy. And now you got World War Three going on, you know. So you definitely have to find a way to introduce the kids in a way to where no matter what the dynamics are. I've seen it with absent parent and I've done it with a parent that is present. Um, and it just it really depends on how you bring the kids in because they're going to play both sides on it no matter what. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear a little bit about um, you all's story, like how you how you just your personal experience about how you integrate it like do you do it you bring them over for dinner at the house or do you do it out in public um you know what what is that like uh so that's my first question the second question is about the drama like it sounds like you all are just real mature and the communication is real great and that's beautiful but I know as pastor and you as um counselor y'all see the other side as well and so I'd love to hear a little bit about that too um because we know it's out there as well you know, when it's not going so well and how you navigate that. Yeah. So first, tell us your story. 
<laughs> How y'all did it? Wow, wow. How we did it? How yeah. we did it? Let's, let's say that. How did we do it? You know, that's 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 the question that I ask God all the time. Oh, <laughs> like yes. how how did we get through that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was very 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 difficult and challenging, and there were uh, moments of frustration. Come and, on phone calls that uh, I didn't want to have, you know, because when, you know, people decide to go in another direction, obviously uh, there is uh, some pain, Mm -hmm. some, some resentment even, you know, and the children often uh, in, they take that in, you know, they take that in, they, they inhale that. And as a result of that, there are different um, ideals and uh, just internal struggles that they bring into this environment. And and we're trying to have this happy home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it feels like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to just um, incorporating everyone into this environment, um, it's a process. Mm. It, it really is. It's, it's not something that happens overnight. Mm. And there'll be things that will be said that will hurt you, mm. you know, so you can't e- expect that children will be able to um, articulate this in a way that is um, Ooh, friendly at times. So good. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be friendly. Sometimes they're going to say things that um, will just cause you to almost run in the bedroom mm. because some of it is true. Mm. You know, kids can be very, very honest. And um, there are things that we don't want to deal with that our kids are ready to deal with. That's right. Wow. And and so and so this this creates this really um, almost volatile Mm -hmm. environment. Wow. And, And so we really need to be able as parents to handle the truth. Mm. Wow. Handle the truth of what's going on currently and handle the truth of the past. Mm. Wow. Because I remember that there were times where our kids would bring stuff that we did mm. and they wanted to ask us questions mm. because you can't keep secrets. And giving them space because it's, you know, this this generation is different from generations yeah. of past. You know, they want answers. We teach them to talk and have a voice. And so yeah. we don't always expect them, that voice to come against us. Right. It's like, no, that was for them. Right. Mm-hmm. But they will bring it right front and center. That's so good. Yeah. And don't yeah. you know who I am? Oh, yeah. you know, I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to say that to, to me? me? Right. Wow. Right, right, right. I'm working hard and paying the bills That's and you right. you saying that? So this ain't a happy house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love it here. <laughs> These are all of the things that's yeah. happening within the house. Wow. And so to just have that blended experience actually happen. We yeah. call it the blended family. Mm-hmm. But often it's not the blended family. Mm. It's the fragmented family. Come wow. on. You know, and so for us to face that, I think is the first step yeah. in really becoming blended. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good. It's so interesting because the mission at the Foundation for Successful Marriage is to promote healthy relationships and prevent needless divorce. And often when people talk about divorce, we think about, you know, the top causes of divorce is um 
money, infidelity, mm-hmm. or what have you. And we don't really talk about the dynamics of, because first marriages, I think, is 40 to 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Second marriages is closer to like 80 yeah. percent. And I think it's because of what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. enough talking going on mm-hmm. about blending this fragmented yeah. stuff yeah. and all yeah. of the humans involved. That stuff is real. Yes. Come yeah. on, Mama Bears. What y'all got to say about this? You know what? I think that that is the misconception that we, I say we are blending the kids, but we forget that we do have to implement some of the ingredients of the outside parent. Mm. We think, well, this is our house and they don't have a say and they don't, but there's some influence that comes through that child. Mm. And that was the cause of my divorce. Mm. It gets to a point where you're like, you, them kids, <laughs> they mama, y'all gone. <laughs> because it, it, it really gets to a point, and y'all probably should have started this a long time ago. Me. But it gets to a point where... For me, when we blended, there weren't any extra parents. Mm -hmm. My son's father was already remarried. We had a great understanding, great relationship there. Um, But his children, you know, one of his one of his children's mother, she was incarcerated. It was like literally backwards. Mm -hmm. So as much as, you know, for me, I believe that you should treat children as equals. So if I have your child, if I was to take your child with me, I don't expect you to give me money. I don't expect if I'm if I'm going to buy shoes and your child is there, she's going to get a pair of shoes Mm -hmm. because I should have waited. I'm not going to make her feel like an outsider. So in this situation, because there wasn't a mother present, I would take you to places that will require them to say, oh, tell your mom to come here. And she's like, they need my mama. What are we going to say? Your mom, tell me your mama in jail. Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. I'm going to show up and I'm going to be mom. We got the same last name. I never introduced myself that way, but we carried on. She and I had that understanding. Mm. But what happened was we didn't think of how that would make mom feel when she returned, Mm. nor did we talk about introducing mom back into the structure that was set. Mm -hmm. So she came in wanting some jailhouse promises that was done long before I came into the picture. Mm -hmm. She wanted some dues that was owed to her. And so I found that the marriage was suddenly paying a debt Mm. that it was never owed. The marriage, now you as an individual, you owe whatever. But this marriage that we're in, we don't owe this. And so a lot of things were done to stop her from being mad. Mm -hmm. Don't tell the daughter this. So this blended family now is becoming controlled. Mm. So how do you do that? How do you, um, you know, what advice do you all have for couples who love each other? Right. And we had an episode, what's love got to do with it mm-hmm. when it comes to successful marriages or successful relationships, because love is great. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, it's not enough in and of itself. Right. Unless you know that it's a commitment and a decision that you're making to sustain because of all the darts that are going to be coming against you, you know, Know, what advice do you have for couples um, who do need to blend families, who may have some drama? How do you prevent that stuff from tearing up the relationship that you have? Well, it's like anything. You make a safety plan. You got to make a plan and you have to talk about that stuff. Mm. I don't care how rosy it may seem. Say what it is. If he or she does this, how are we going to respond? Mm. The problem is we don't go in with a plan. We Mm. go in in love. Mm. 
That's good. You got to make a plan about, okay, she's doing this or he's doing this while we're dating. Mm -hmm. When we get married, how is this going to play out? And have those arguments before you say, I do. Mm -hmm. Because you may need to extend the due date of I do. Come on. (laughs) That's really good. But our uh, situation was a lot different. We were younger. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't have a plan. Yeah. (laughs) We were in love. And that was what, you know, we wanted Mm -hmm. to get married. And we didn't look at the dynamics of the fact that we had, you know, our own separate children. Mm-hmm. And we were bringing them into the household together. So we kind of had to navigate that stuff blind, mm-hmm. that whole together. thing blindly, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, yeah, we didn't bring the kids around during dating process. I don't, I don't even think that we even, you know, had that uh, whole dating. We dated, but it wasn't that we're going to bring the kids around. We were in love and we actually brought our kids into the environment mm-hmm. of the marriage. Mm-hmm. So, um with that, it did bring a lot of struggles, and there did leave some. There were some loose ends that yeah. probably wasn't that should have been solidified. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, on my part, even on his part, um, but it was just really rough when we you have kids coming from a different household and their mm-hmm. values are different, mm-hmm. right? And uh, uh, their mom and her husband are allowing them to do things that can't be done at our house, mm-hmm. you know. And then we bring them into a Christian environment. Mm-hmm. And and it's totally different. We got bedtimes, we got rules, we got regulations, and then they go back over there and they can, you know, they can just do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So it made our environment very, very rough wow. because, you know, it was every other weekend, of course, and mm-hmm. um, as the kids got older and they didn't want to, you know, abide to what the court rules were. They may want it to stay they longer do. at our house. And yep. so then how do you navigate that when they want it to stay longer at the other party's house? And yeah. then you have the other parent that's like, hey, why are they not coming over? Well, you know, you yeah. get, they're 16 and 15 and mm. they, they have a voice. Yeah. So I totally agree. Um, we have to communicate and we had to be on one accord um, together to try to navigate that. But I wish we had a whole yeah. flowery story to say, but yeah. we don't. How you do know? you learn how to do that? How do you learn to get on one accord? Mm. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when we talk about a plan, yeah. right, a plan is is challenging, mm-hmm. you know, because there are people who just think differently about how things should go. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that it's critically important to to study together, mm-hmm. you know, to study. One of the things that I did was I went out and bought as many books Come on. as I could possibly buy concerning the blended context. Wow. And so, you know, but studying is, is once something you realized that, you was in a situation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you was like, oh. I, would, I would even I go as far as to say once I realized that this was killing me. Yeah, yeah. I said this will beat you down. It will. It will. And so, for for us, I would say that if you really want to take steps forward. Mm. It's going to be really important that you get some good literature mm. and and don't read it by yourself mm. because you don't want to go through a transformation process and Ooh, your spouse wee. is stuck in that's yesterday. Right. That's right. Because that's another conflict. Yeah. Mm. So what you want to really be able to do is sit down, read, research. You need other people's stories to inform you. Yeah. Yeah. 
once you start getting someone else's story and how uh, they may have missed the mark, you can see yourself. Right. And most people don't get an opportunity to really see themselves. Mm. And as a result, we can't improve. Right. Mm. But if we spend the necessary time doing the research and having conversations, well, listen, I read this. They said that we should maybe do this and this would help our children. Mm. Once you start having those conversations, you come into a better place. Wow. Because now it's not me just telling you how yes. things should go. Wow. Self-discovery is really, really powerful. And when we take people on a journey and they're able to discover things on their own, then they're able to move into it more freely. So I think that that is a a critical piece is the study part, being willing to do the research and read. So that means there's going to be some work you got to do. It's not going to happen by osmosis. You're not going to wake up one day after a prayer meeting (laughs) and everything be better. You're not going to fast for three days and God transform the whole house and everybody is living in this place of peace. No, you're going to lose yes, weight, sir. but you're going to come back to some real trouble. You're just going to be hungry with yeah, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and and wow. so I, I, I fast and I pray and I believe in that. Mm. But at the same time, you're going to have to do some real work oh yeah. to get to the place of maturity yeah. and to get to the place of peace and wholeness yeah. in the house. And that doesn't look the same for everybody. Because mm. it's not going to change. If yeah. you don't grow, if you yeah. don't yeah. show up different. You just going to be in a cycle, Mm. right? This relationship to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And eventually you're going to have to turn the mirror this way. But you know what I'll add to. So once I divorced, I divorced with a child that I had to co-parent. And I had to go, I became the every other weekend and new girlfriend and and Mm. so forth and so on. And so navigating through that and with divorce, I hated sharing. I hate sharing. And our son is almost 12 now and he kind of, you know, can I go at seven instead of, you know, and and we're okay with that. But I will say that for me with my ex-husband, I got tired. Mm. I got tired. Like I was like. Oh, my chest. Oh, no, my chest can't feel like this every time I talk to you. Mm. Oh, and I remember saying to him, I remember my surrender. I told him, I said, I did not divorce you to keep fighting with you. Mm. I'm going to find peace in one relationship with you. And at that point, my I became yes, no, and amen. Mm. I literally, like he, I know sometimes he flip his phone. Because he's like, did she? What did she say? Yes, no, and amen. I can't fight with you. Like you just get to a point, you're like, I'm, I'm done fighting over the very thing that we both love. That was so good. I did not yeah. divorce you to keep fighting with yeah. you. I didn't. I needed one relationship with wow. him that was peaceful. And ex-husband is peaceful. <laughs> ex-husband. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's good. Yeah, I, I did have um, another question that I wanted to dive into. And I just want to talk a little bit about boundaries and kind of get your feedback on this. So um, when when a bonus parent comes into the, the environment, uh, do they immediately have all access to all things with respect to the kids and the house and all that? Or are boundaries healthy uh, in a gradualness to um, them having access to the kids and how all that works? Uh, what, what do you guys think about that? I, I would say boundaries is really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how we approach our children will encourage healthy, um, deep connections, Mm -hmm. 
or really cause us to to be separated even further. Mm. Um, one of the things that I made a decision to do initially when we both got married, um, I said, you know what, I'm not going to approach um, the son that you had already before mm. me um, the same way I approach my kids. Mm. I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to mm. take my time with this relationship mm. because regardless of how you feel, he doesn't really know me yet. Mm. And and we have to be able to accept that, wow. you know, that they don't know us yet. They may know some things about us, but they don't know you in the ways that your spouse knows you. Right. Wow. And so um, the boundaries are important there. So mm. for us to keep them gives the relationship time to mature gradually. Mm. Don't ever rush it. Mm. Yeah. Don't rush it because if you rush it, it's surface. Wow. That's so good. If you, if you, if you're patient with it and take time with it, mm. it can go deep. Mm. It can go deep and it can be real. Yeah. And each relationship is different, right? Yeah. You all yeah. have five children. So you're doing that five times Absolutely. in different ways because mm. each human That's right. is different, different, different ages, different stages. Wow. Yeah. Personalities and all of that. So my son, uh, my oldest son, he um, didn't really have a relationship with his father. Mm. So that was even a big dynamic as well, because Mm -hmm. then we have our Mm -hmm. other children that came over and then they're seeing how they interact with their father. Mm -hmm. And so and he's been the only child for probably about five years. He was Mm -hmm. the only child for five years. So he was spoiled. And now you got people in his environment. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was um, really awesome that my husband took that approach to basically build a relationship up with him and not being the, the disciplinary. Mm. I, I continue to That's be the right. disciplinary wow. in the situation yeah. and wow. vice versa. And, and there's pain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there, there's pain. There, there are kids that are going through, going through emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, and if there is a parent that's negligent, you know, like in our situation, there was a father who wasn't present. Mm-hmm. And so you see a kid sitting at the window waiting on dad to show mm-hmm. up. And then you still have to be in the moment with them and help them navigate what they're feeling mm-hmm. as they're sitting at the window with their book bag on waiting for dad to come and he mm-hmm. doesn't come. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with these different dynamics and you're saying, how can I assist this child in recovery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because that's what's happening. They're in pain, they're hurting. And now you have to be a tool of healing. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that often as parents. Parents um, from your own pain and struggle too, out of it. Right. You know, you're still you still got your own issues. You still got your own difficulties, and you still have to be a tool for God and be used by God to assist this baby wow. in their recovery process. And they're going through it for years. Mm. It's not it's not a one day fix. Mm-hmm. I can't say, you know, I love you and, and that's going to be good enough mm-hmm. because it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things that they want and they want dad to be there. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's so good. Wow. I want to um, make sure before we close um, to talk about the drama a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Rachel, how do you know? I, I think it's common where um, and I'm so glad we have um you know, you, Pastor Jordan, as well, that, you know, it's it, it is a lot of absent fathers yeah. um, for a lot of reasons. You know, you talked about, you know, God, how how did we get here? You know, and just being grateful. Um, you know, Dr. Payne and I shared that um, as well. 
you know, how do we avoid getting the kids caught up in the middle? You know, there's, you know, the moms who use the children as pawns mm-hmm. and dad, you know, some dads want to be involved and they can't and the child support. And if you're not paying, you can't see. Right. Um, and just uh, just a lot of drama, um, the impact of that yeah. and and how to, you know, just how do we get our community to really kind of understand it and um, avoid it um, as much as possible. I think the biggest thing is we have to set boundaries with ourselves, not only with how we meet the children, which is awesome, that blend, but also how we handle conflict. And I don't I think the Mm. one thing I encourage is try not to argue about the other parent or talk about the other parent with the child around or even in the house. And sometimes it may be hard. Send them outside so you can really let it go. (laughs) Um, So avoid letting them see and hear some of the things because you're going to say stuff that had to do with them as a person while y'all were married or Mm. when you were dating that is just nasty that child shouldn't hear that about the mother or the father um the other thing is ask yourself what 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 am I getting ready to fight about sometimes you can read that text message and you've had a bad day a long day and what you know uh one of the biggest things I saw was the clothes was an issue Mm. you know I want I want her to wear the clothes back that she would have who cares (laughs) like this is a kid whatever they put on they should be able to wear but if that's something that they want to fight about and you know it has nothing like I could care less give in like just let that go because you're going to have some real things that you need to fight about mm-hmm. um, so picking and choosing your battles but keeping those kids out of them don't call your daddy call your mom and tell them I said that's not necessary mm-hmm. when that child is talking to their parent let that child talk to their parent that has nothing to do with you but it kind of comes back to what you're saying about that hurt you got to get work on yourself If you're not doing the work on yourself, that drama is going to be ever present. Mm. You're going to come out of bags and boxes that you didn't even know you could. But you got to get work on yourself. If not, the drama is going to happen for relationship after relationship. Mm. Wow. I agree. I agree. I agree. Being emotionally healthy in your relationship, in your new relationship, in yourself. And being emotionally emotionally healthy um, within your relationship and the dynamics of the relationship is definitely important. And like she said, don't bring up the drama from, you know, the previous their um, parent that's not that's outside of the home. Wow. You know, I would say this, too. You know, um, sometimes we watch what we say. You know, and we're careful about how we approach things, Mm -hmm. but we can't not bring the spirit that we carry with us. Right. And so there are times where we're bringing um, a lot of baggage and kids pick up what we carry with us, not what we said, Mm. you know? And so for us to get healed is critically important because we may say, well, I didn't say nothing, you know, that was bad, Mm -hmm. you know, but the kid is looking at you and they know there is weight there. Wow. There is something there that needs to be dealt with and they can feel it and they can sense it. And you got all of the smiles going on, Mm. but they know that there's a lot of buried, hurt Mm. and pain that you have not dealt with yet and you can't expect them to be healthy if you are carrying venom in the house wow 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 thank y'all Thank you so much. We couldn't do this topic justice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Your transparency is amazing. I know that um, our inbox is going to be blowing up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you, you definitely uh, helped some people today. And 
with gratitude for being with us today. Thank you. Appreciate you for having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So needed. Yeah. So needed. Yeah. Wow. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. Um, yeah, you know but, what I love about it is it it just proves it does not matter how you came to be, yeah. you know, as mm-hmm. a couple, what the dynamics are. There's not a better than or less than composition. Mm-hmm. It's hard regardless. It, it's hard regardless. <laughs> and I think what I picked up as well is you can win from anywhere. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. good. You, you don't have to start with this huge romantic picture that's perfect. And you, you, you can take pieces and put them together and win from anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. ultimately it's about the commitment, mm. the maturity, the commitment, the willingness to grow, to work together. Like that's what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, a special thank you to our guests, a pastor and first lady, uh, Brisson and Stacy Jordan and Rachel Jackson, therapist and entrepreneur extraordinaire. Yes. We are going to call that an episode, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, or if you know someone that would benefit from hearing this, will you please share it? And if you've got questions and topic suggestions, you can submit them at SuccessfulMarriages.org. As always, we will be live on our Facebook page for a show wrap-up this Thursday. See you bye. See you bye. This is Life, Love, and Leadership. The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.